0: Section 336 is always brought to you by BirdlandSports.com, the coolest site for the best fan-made shirts. It's my site. I made BirdlandSports.com because I had cool t-shirt ideas through doing Section 336. So go support me over at BirdlandSports.com, and every time you purchase a shirt over there, it helps out Section 336. Plus, they're cool shirts, and that's my favorite part is they're fun shirts. So, Check it out. Use the code 336 to save 10%. BirdlandSports.com
1: Behind home plate We bringing it to a all, all day You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland Bird When or lose? We bringing it to you always, always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland Orange or black? We rebuild the pack No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336 We on this, so tune in You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland Yeah Welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, suck. welcome to Birdland. Birdland, Now, here come the boys from Section 336.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your in-doing center host, Matt Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by a guy who goes to bed each night, dreaming of being the Tampa Bay Rays. The button lever, Josh Rocha. Yeah, uh, exactly,
0: exactly. We've been saying that for years, right? <clears throat> yeah, the I whole, just want to be like Tampa. We want to be like Tampa. Yeah. I wish we could have a field like Tropicana. I wish we could get rid of our
2: stars before they became real stars. I wish I had all the World Series rings that the Tampa Bay franchise has. Exactly, exactly. We say that all the time. Mm. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. No, we've never said that.
0: Yeah, if you've tuned in for your Orioles talk tonight... It's probably going to be a lot of Peter Angelos talk tonight.
2: You mean John Angelos?
0: John Angelos. I wish. Have, have you ever wondered Peter, Peter Angelos, Angelos talk? more than this weekend? I mean, I trust Peter Angelos way more than I trust John Angelos at this moment. Well, wow, Lou's looking pretty good at this point. Lou, I know. Lou I know, hanging Lou?
2: somewhere. He's on a beach somewhere with my boy Br- oh. Brady Anderson with their shirts off. Uh-huh. Um, I bet people are missing Lou right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: It definitely makes you wonder, but we'll get we'll, we got to get into this because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, you but know I love unpacking.
2: There. I love unpacking owner quotes. That's one of my favorite things to do: unpacking owner quotes. So we'll get all into that today. Yep. We'll also talk about we've ignored kind of the new rules of baseball. So we'll get into some of the new rules and how they may or may not impact our ball memorials. Look at you teasing what we're going to talk about today. I'm running a professional show here. If yeah. I want to be like a Tampa Bay, if I aspire to be a Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Right, we, we got to do it right. We we got to we got to tease the show. Exactly, we want to be the next WNST. That's right. I, I stumbled across somehow. I stumbled across this on Facebook. I think um, his uh, Nestor's letter to the Super Bowl. Did you see this? His letter? to No. Like, uh, did he write a recent letter to the Super Bowl? Yeah, just for this recent Super Bowl because he was uninvited to Radio Row. His Why media he, pass he, was revoked.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't. He's he...
2: sorry, Nestor.
0: You're as good as us now.
2: You're a podcaster. Yeah, I mean, if we want to do, hey, Nestor, you want to do some cross promotional stuff? Right. Um, I'm down for it. But but no, yeah. I read this long letter. It was it was just an interesting, um, entertaining. It, it was. It was. It was. It was he the did... ramblings of a delusional man. But it was well, last year. It was entertaining.
0: Last year he did like four podcast episodes, angry
2: at the Ravens for revoking his press pass. Oh yeah, so this is damn. I think I'm sure the Ravens recommended that they <laughs> yeah. invited to Raider around.
0: And like half his career has been uh, anger at the Orioles for re- revoking his press press.
2: Yeah, just Baltimore yeah. franchise. Though I yeah. feel like I mean it's interesting because a lot of people love the way the Ravens are run. Give yes. that with Nestor and then Jason Lockampaka, he's made it his kind of life goal to t- call Steve Bisciotti cheap and that the Ravens um, are not doing business right and are. Kind of ripping off the fans. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, um, though, again, he's in the minority. I don't think right. very many people are. Right, right. That Let's, the,
0: yeah. Lock and fora, come on over here. Let's talk about John Angelos. <laughs> we're
2: yeah, talk, yeah. i like, talking about
0: ripping off the fans.
2: Yeah. You got your owners confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll get a job. I think there are some good things, though, from, from now, the interview. I was like some a, things I'm happy
0: about. Speaking of WNST, yeah. I was on Glenn Clark's show earlier today.
2: Oh, you were?
0: Yeah. and Glenn uh, we talk- never invited
2: me on, but okay, go ahead.
0: Well, um, I am now an advertiser on the Glenn Clark Show.
2: Uh, Birdland Sports.
0: So Birdland Sports is advertising over there for a couple of weeks right now. Okay. So I, um, I got the call as an advertiser to go on. But we were talking about, and I was telling him, I said, at this point, I am not sure which owner wants to bring a win into their franchise more, John Angelos or Dan Snyder. Yeah. Dan Snyder's got his issues, yeah. but I think he legit wants to win.
2: Well, yeah, but the difference is, I mean, I don't think Dan Snyder will. I think this time next year, Dan Snyder will not be the owner
0: no, of the Washington football
2: team. And this time he, next year, John Angelos will be the owner of the Baltimore Orioles. That's the correct. difference, too. Correct. So, But, but you're right. Like, um, and We'll get into it, but we, ownership matters. Uh, it does. It does. It does. I'd love to have Steve Cohen.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I'd love to have a lot of people. Um, and all right,
0: we're gonna break. He spoke for 35 minutes,
2: yeah, it was good to the media, it's a good amount of time unscripted,
0: unscripted, unplanned. Apparently, it started with one question and then everyone all came up. The Orioles,
2: Josh, I watched every minute of it. I we we rounded the other
0: part. The Orioles released the entire video, yeah, yeah, I watched
2: it on their YouTube channel. Do the Orioles not realize that how he comes across? Well, I mean, he's the owner. What, what are you going to do? Um, I would, though. Like, I don't understand. If you have that much money, like, just hire a PR guy to go over all these questions with you. Like, these none of the questions were surprising questions. No. Hire a PR guy to go over the questions no. with you. And in some points, he spoke way too much.
0: Right. Like, right. like we got to get into the COVID part. But that wasn't brought on from a question. That was him rambling
2: yeah yeah he gave yeah he gave open-ended questions. i mean he's not right. he's clearly not he, he, he messed up in the other interview too he's not good at yes. it he's not he's yes. not good at it he's not and i would say he's not paid to do the interviews but i mean he's not really paid to do anything um, right right he maybe, just, maybe he should go hide <laughs> with peter yeah maybe he should i don't know get a job that he's paid to do right he that involves something have, he's good at
0: he doesn't have to answer any questions no, but I yeah, appreciate that he does. I'm glad he does. Uh, I don't know. As a fan, as a as a podcaster, I'm glad he did. As a fan, I think I'd rather he kept his mouth shut.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, we compared it before to the Ravens. Steve Ashadi is pretty good at controlling the environment in which he speaks, right? Like, yes. he'll only when speak once a year. When he doesn't story. really take questions. He just kind of does his little stay of the Ravens and then goes back behind the scenes again. Right. Right. That's, and maybe John should meet up with Steve and get some advice on that.
0: Yeah. I don't, uh, I think they are different types of guys.
2: That's very I true. Don't, I don't they know. They came about their money Steve. in different ways.
0: <laughs> I don't, yes. I don't think you'd see Steve and John hanging out together. No, I, I have a hard time
2: envisioning who John hangs out with.
0: No. and And it's funny. We know, we know a little bit of who Steve hangs out with. Yeah. And, and, uh, Josh been inside of his
2: house. You're very... Yes, you've, yes. In an intimate right,
0: right. way, yeah. We know he was close with Gary Williams. He was close with Cal Ripken. He's close with Ray Lewis, Brian Billick. He's close with other successful guys. In,
2: connected to Maryland in some way, yeah, yeah.
0: Connected to Maryland. Uh, you don't see John Angelos at Preakness with people, at
2: Terps games with people.
0: John Angelos no. doesn't represent Maryland.
2: Yeah, but for a guy who cares so much about... Claims he cares so much about Baltimore partnerships. Right, he says the right he, things. He doesn't seem he to build a lot of Baltimore bridges, yeah, yeah.
0: Correct, correct. All right, so how do you want to – 35 minutes, unscripted. How do, where do you want to start with this? There's so much to break down, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably saw some of it on Twitter or reading about it. Everyone's wrote
2: articles about it. but Yeah, I guess it starts with the lead where I think the – biggest takeaway, and maybe you disagree, but I think the biggest takeaway was kind of the comparison. And we joked about at the beginning, the comparison to the Rays and the Guardians and the Brewers. Um, And he said kind of repeatedly, this is his idea of sustained success, you know, that they are, are going to be, I mean, here's, here, here's the quote about um, Tampa Bay um, specifically. He says, we have a very young team. That's overachieved and overperformed because of the great work our base, of our baseball folks. It's not my job to predict, predict, predict pay, payroll. Um, and then he goes on from there. Uh, so I guess the, I would pause with that and say, you know, the payroll thing, it's not his job to predict payroll. Later he says, kind of, it's on Mike and his team to come up with a payroll projection. No, it's. He says, my job, Angela says, this is a quote, my job is to make sure the community partnerships are sustained. And I think all that comes first.
0: Yeah, and that's a problem. Because your community stuff, that's great if you want to do concerts and have Billy Joel and who's it, Bruce Springsteen, that they just announced coming to Camden Yards. That's great. That's wonderful. That's fine. But Michael Elias doesn't bring the budget to you. He might bring a budget request to you but you're the one that signs off on the budget. You're the one that has signed off when Michael I is, hey, for 2023, you have this amount of money to spend. You're the one that has projected, you're the business guy that is supposed to project finances for the next five years and where this team can be. Like, I don't know what he's saying, how he's not the guy to project this ownership. He is the president of Orioles baseball.
2: Yeah, he says earlier, he says, now payroll, I think there's a range there that Mike and his team have to determine like they have to even determine the range. What it doesn't that make any sense. Yeah. That, it's almost as if John is, is divorced even from the payroll conversation, but it's Which, his money. Uh, well, it would be great
0: if he went to Mike and said, Hey, uh, you have unlimited funds.
2: You do whatever budget you want. That's because what it sounds like that. in that quote. Doesn't it? Like it it's your job, it's Mike, safe. to come up with the range of payroll. Well, it's okay. Safe. I'll come up with the range of payroll. Right, but but
0: he also made a comment about how we backed off of a picture because the numbers didn't line up, both financially and number of years. So someone out there is constrained in the payroll, and I don't think
2: it's Mike Elias. I don't know. I don't know who it is, but clearly, like, throughout the interview, whether it's the wall being pushed back where John Angelo said he had no say in it. That's what right. he said. He You understand the wall being pushed back to say. to Mike being in charge of the payroll. That that quote I just read <laughs> to his first priority is community partnerships, right? Right. Not the baseball team which you own. So why is he in Sarasota? What's right. the point of even going? Right now, if one could put like a positive spin on this, well, maybe like this is a good thing that baseball people are running the team, right? I don't want John to run the team. Yes. So I'm happy that baseball people are running are running the the team, but the other context that matters for this storyline is we have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball yet again when we're and, set to compete this year.
0: And the teams that he's saying hope one day, hopefully, we get to be like them is Tampa, Cleveland, and Milwaukee, who have never been in the top half as far as payrolls.
2: Well, and they also have something else in common, Josh. They don't have a World Series. Yeah the the Guardians or you had to go back to the Indians to the 40s. 48. 1948, I think the year is the last time yeah. the Guardians won. And right. Brewers and Tampa Bay have never won. Right. But that doesn't even matter to John Angelos because John Angelos says his goal is to stay relevant, not to win a World Series. If they can stay relevant every year that like Tampa Bay is relevant, then they've achieved their goals. That does not sound like someone who, does, who wants no. to win a World Series.
0: I mean, come on. Haven't you gone into clubhouses where they put up signs that say stay relevant? Like, yeah yeah let's be relevant this year, yeah let's not be the laughing stock. let's be relevant, yeah, let's matter it's it's so irritating the tampa yeah. comparison it's 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 frustrating, it's funny, well, you sent me this morning's three three six daily was you talking about this, you sent me your recording while I was jotting down notes to yeah. go and rant about this as well because it was so
2: irritating well and 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 I mean we can get into market size and stuff, but as far as our, our market size, I just went to um, NBC Sports value of kind of organizations and we're 22nd. We're above the guardians. We're above the brewers. Right. We're above the rays. We're in more in the middle, right, right near us. Um, we're at 1.375 at 1.338 billion and 1.385 billion and 3.9 billion is the twins, the Rockies and the diamondbacks. And
1: Much if you look at their payroll,
2: yeah, their payroll. The Twins are 137 million. Um, that the the Diamondbacks. I gotta find it here. Are they're all above the Diamondbacks? 101 million, and the Brewers. Uh, or who else did I said? The Diamondbacks, the Twins, and the Rockies are at 139, and 139 million. By the way, is a hundred million more than our payroll? Our payroll this year, given all kind of the competitive nature of of things. Is projected to be fifty million, which is second to last in baseball. Yes, only ahead of the Oakland Athletics. So it's 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 a travesty, and and maybe we shouldn't be first. But I hate I hate that comparison, right? That we either have to be the New York Mets or we have to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Right? Why can't we be the Cardinals or the Rockies? Right? Somewhere the in the Afros middle,
0: or yeah, there's te- there's other teams in the middle that that win it.
2: Yeah, I mean, Josh, if you wanted to to make the payroll this year to be a hundred million dollars, which would still put us as the 22nd highest payroll in baseball. Right. So bottom third still, I mean, that would I'd mean be so much happier adding be $50 nice. million. We could assign whoever we wanted to yep. for $50 million. Yeah, Whatever. No, competition starter Carlos Correa, they could be on this team and we could still have a, a salary under a hundred million dollars.
0: No, that's bringing Otani to town next year.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you been Otani. 50, 50 you're million, at the $100 million yeah. mark.
0: <laughs> you're at the $100 million mark and and now you've got Otani.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's So it's it's the, frustrating. And Yeah, part, I mean that's the frustrating thing is is and then he, I mean, we, it's a little bit if I can make another Raven comparison. You know, people stress the importance of winning with a rookie contract for a quarterback. Right? Lamar Jackson's on about to be really expensive, it's going to limit your ability to do other things. I feel a lot the same way with the Orioles, right? This is the cheapest Gunnar Henderson, uh, Grace Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman will ever be. What a great chance to add pieces around yes. them before they get super expensive in three or four or five years. I And you're yes. just blowing this opportunity. What I learned from this interview is that John Angelos does not
0: know any more than me about running the Orioles.
2: Yeah, but the difference is
0: you would he, care. He doesn't even care. Exactly. That's what I mean. And he doesn't care and he doesn't know enough.
2: I don't do even know game.
0: if he's a fan of the Orioles, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if he likes baseball. Right. Right. I don't know. Don't know. He probably just likes one up in his brother and wants to hold it over his brother. And it's a not a bad business. He's bringing in money. Um,
2: the yeah, other I, problem, I mean, his team is worth over a billion dollars. Yeah. That's right. Nice.
0: The other problem with the comparison for, for Tampa is what Tampa also does is they make it. They've made it to some World Series. But yeah, they, they made it to two recently. It. Yeah, yeah. And, and – what other teams do is if you make it, or if you make it into the playoffs, the next year you build up and build on that season. That's not the raise pattern. The raise pattern is you make it, all those players that got you there go sign big contracts elsewhere. Then you re- rebuild again.
2: Yeah, Or you it trade means- your pitchers when they still have a year or two left in their deal to, right. to get more prospects. Yeah. Right.
0: It means we talked all off season about how this season would be a success if we just signed Adley long-term. Being okay. like the Tampa Bay Rays means no second contract for Adley Rushman. Yeah. No it doesn't Wander mean you might run. extend.
2: I mean, they they did extend Wander Franco, um, so we could extend Adley like they did Wander Franco if we're. But maybe we're not even as good as the Rays.
0: Right. I don't know. I mean, again, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for making those moves that we again think they can make, and that we know they can afford to make.
2: Yeah, and uh, the other thing to come out of the interview. Um, is he said that Elias and Hyde are here for the long term, which is fine. We don't know details you know, of the contract, but he, they must have got
0: He said extensions. long term.
2: Did they get extensions? Yeah, they must have. They or have are they have.
0: still negotiating extensions because he won't say the time frame? You always now, I assume know. they all have extensions. Why is it a secret?
2: Because according to Angelos, um, it's an entertainment and community activity. It's sports. It's media. It's supposed to be a fun d- d- distraction. A lot of companies don't talk about their human resources issues and their employee yes. contracts.
0: But but sports teams do. Because if you are a player considering signing with the Orioles, don't you want to know how long your manager's locked in for?
2: Well, and even your general manager. Yeah. For the football,
0: are. they always you hear about it all the time with football about <coughs> you don't want to play in that final year because your team you can lose that locker room.
2: Yeah, but it's pretty clear team? that. He said, quote, Mike is here for the long haul. Brandon's here for the long haul. Yeah, we are fully vested. We're not going anywhere. And nobody's a short timer. Nobody's mm-hmm. expiring in a year or two or anything like that. So I assume everyone's got at least three-year extensions.
0: You assume, but nobody knows anything. And it, and it's not, it's not something that should be secret. It okay. should be a very easy number. When uh-huh. you don't give concrete numbers, when you don't give concrete answers, and you give all this around answers it's it's as easy as just you're just saying things it doesn't mean anything there's nothing behind it you want to open up the books but you won't say how long these guys are
2: here you're not committed maybe he's waiting till he opens up the books to talk about that
0: no he's no this is where this came up he said i will open up the books but we're not going to go into that yeah so, yeah, I'm not going to go into
2: specific human resources stuff.
0: Yeah, which is ridiculous because this isn't, you're not running a bank, you're running a sports team. This is public knowledge.
2: Yeah, I think uh, re- re- related to that, one of the more frustrating quotes for me, and by the way, when he said Hyde and Elias would be a long haul, he said he would be here for the long haul too. So, yes, and any kind of hopes I held out that John would be selling and not be a majority owner anymore I don't seems know. to be deflated with that. Yeah, I thought
0: I thought that was I thought I mean, I hate the I know the conspiracy guys and I know that the the Angelos haters go on this route. But when you don't give a concrete number, it's as good as saying the Colts will never leave Baltimore. Yeah, you need you need
2: concrete behind that. You need to show us why in relation. I think the most frustrating part of the interview for me is just this reeks of arrogance and this reeks of BS. He says, he talks about the turnaround. He says, but we've done what we've done. I said we would bring major music concerts. We did that. When I say something, like I'm going to sit down with you guys, explain the business from my perspective, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to say it and walk away from it. I couldn't do it the next day, but here we are. And maybe we'll just substitute that building for the warehouse. More to come on that. Josh, the arrogance of saying-
0: It's so arrogant. uh -uh.
2: I, I say it, I'll do it. This coming after oh, a couple of weeks ago where he said, I'll open up my financials the next day, and he didn't do it. It's just, it's such BS. It's, and, it, and and I think this is a sign of a narcissist who thinks he's telling the truth. Like he thinks he's one of those guys where if I say it, I'll do it. And if I, you know, yeah. my, my word is my bond, right? And he's just, it's total BS. And it's it's obnoxious to hear the arrogance in his voice. It's a guy who grew up with power. He
0: didn't do anything to earn this. He didn't do anything to work his way up in a company.
2: He was handed this, and he's arrogant, and you can tell in the way he talks. And well, and also, can I say that exchange? And I, it's a little frustrating because I recognize Dan County's voice a little bit, but like I can't see who's asking the questions. I kind of want to know who's asking. I can the questions. I can tell you who's not asking the co- tough questions. Well, I, know, I Yeah, I recognize that voice too. I didn't hear that voice at all. Yes, that was um, silent. I, I'm reading a blog about it, but I didn't read any of the hearing in the voice. Um, the blog was pretty soft. Yeah. Well, the blog was, was just a series of just quotes. facts. Yeah. Just quotes with no commentary. Um, that's a safe way to take it. Um, but I could read the transcript and it's the same thing. Um, just give me the captions. But well, I forgot where, where, where we're we even going with this. I got distracted from um. Rocco Bacco.
0: You were, you were frustrated that you couldn't – Oh, I couldn't see who the, who the
2: question was. Can I also say it's kind of weird? Is this weird that he never apologized to Dan Connolly? Like Dan Connolly asked him, and I thought he was going to – I didn't think he was going yes. to get apologize, I, but no. I thought this would be an appropriate time to say, hey, listen, it sorry about how I jumped down your throat about MLK. No. But he never even – Because he that doesn't
0: – No, because it goes back to that arrogance that he does not think he was wrong.
2: Yeah, when everyone else in the world thinks he's wrong. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, but I, props to the, also the person who said when he said when he compared himself to the Guardians and the Brewers and the Rays um, and the follow-up question was, well, the Rays and Brewers have never won a World Series. So are you sure you want to compare yourself to them? No. And then that's that's Angelo's kind of dumbled down and he said, quote, well, we're aiming for sustained success. I think what you see in a place like Tampa, they have had sustained success. And then he goes on. Um, That's a great thing about Tampa. That's a great thing to aspire to. I would be disappointed if we're not the next Tampa, which means being sustainably competitive and relevant. And I I just want to say that quote was given in the context of like, don't you want to win a world series? And he responded by saying, no, we don't want to win a a world World series. series. We want to be like the Rays. So, okay. That's your owner.
0: He is not... But you're right. We don't even know if he's an Orioles fan because he does not come across as a sports fan. He yeah, he should at least wear an Orioles hat. To at least he comes across as a
2: business owner.
0: You're right. You're oh, right. He's there, dressed down in a polo
2: shirt. He should wear be wearing an Orioles cap. Josh, here's, I'm sure, your favorite quote. And this gets at the continual like arrogance of the dude, the narcissism of the dude. So the question was asked about the Mazen dispute. Like, can this thing come to an end? And here was... Here was John Angelus' response to the mass and dispute, Josh, that has been going on for how many years? Here was his response. John, John answered, said, "Quote: I think the mass and dispute is resolvable today, tomorrow. I'm oversimplifying. Separate and apart from the from the appellate track, my goal, as you might be totally surprised to hear, is to never be around any litigation again. You don't need litigation to solve problems. You just need good partners. We can sort that out and solve it very quickly." Before that, after that, to your point, yeah, I think that's all possible. So, Josh, he thinks the so he massive said, dispute can be solved tomorrow. He's saying, and if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it because that's the kind of guy he is. He's saying, oh, we just got to get out.
0: Uh, I think what he's saying is, hey, Ted Leonard passed away
2: last week. Let's all
0: just get back in the room and work They're this They're trying out. to sell the Nats. They're trying to sell the Nats. Let's get back in the room and work this out. He's not admitting that there's a problem and that there's a reason for lawsuits. Lawsuits means that the right partners didn't work out. Where now he's thinking, oh, he, it's a leverage thing. It's a guy who was born. It goes back to being born into this. He doesn't know how to run a business. He doesn't know how to build a franchise. He doesn't know
2: what he's doing. The fact that he thinks knows- a new owner's is going to come in, he can walk in the room and strike a deal is, is preposterous after all these years of disputing it. No. Preposterous. At- Every
0: bit of respect that employees have ever given him was because he was born into these positions. What job did he have outside of working for the Orioles?
2: I, so I don't know his resume.
0: For the past twenty five years, I mean, he doesn't. Is he, does, isn't he in a New lawyer? Orleans. Did not he go to school to be a lawyer? He went to he went to Duke, okay. and then he went to Baltimore uh, School of Law.
2: Okay.
0: I don't know if he. Passed the bar or anything. I don't know if he ever went out and... If he was a practicing lawyer, I don't know. I don't know if he ever practiced. I pulled up his Wikipedia, and it says that since 1990... uh, Now he's the chairman and CEO of the Orioles, which is also word for the person who sets the budget. Uh, And previously he served as the COO and executive vice president since 1999, and the president and COO of of Masson. So for the past 25 years... All he's done is work for the Orioles. He's got some fancy titles. Um I cannot find what he did before the Orioles. It's not on his Wikipedia.
2: Yeah. Because this is like royalties. He's he's a king born into power. It is. This
0: is a prince. This is the king died, the prince is taken over,
2: and he's in over his head. And yeah, sounds like a it is. It's a monarchy. Who's next in line? It sounds like we need to coup here or something and get the next in line in power. I, I'm a Lou fan now. I'm team Lou. All right. Well, I've, I've switched, welcome to I switched
0: yesterday. Sorry.
2: Me and Brady have been waiting for you. Welcome.
0: I, I know. I know. I'm team Lou because anything is better than
2: this. Yeah. It was really, very frustrating. And we didn't even talk about his pandemic comments. <laughs> I know, but we have to because the All
0: pandemic right. com- was, was, yeah. Do you want to go to that now? Well, here's know? here's the
2: full quote. I'll give it all context. Here's the full quote from the beginning of the quote. He said, quote, we committed, as you guys know, 2018-2019 to a full rebuild, not have a foot in every camp, take the best baseball advice, and we committed to that, and we've done it. I don't think we're rebuilding anymore. To Mike's thought, I'm glad we were in a full rebuild because it was, it was what was recommended and what was the right thing to do. It was also, we were fortunate that was that as the world hit a pandemic, we were stripped down to that fool. I mean, that was just good luck, really, in that sense, to not have any to not have a lot of payroll teams that had a lot of payroll, were relying on live attendance to pay for that. We're in a very much we're in a much worse situation. We were in a much better situated, just lucky, really. That, that's the quote about the pandemic and the rebuild. Alright, so So he's lucky. So
0: he's lucky that hashtag blessed. He's he's lucky that people weren't attending Orioles games and that his um, attendance was low before the pandemic, so it didn't really hurt. Right,
2: there was no people coming. We know this. It was like we were doing, we were doing at the park. We were doing six feet distance long before it was cool to do six feet distance at
0: the park. Well, and it's and it's beyond that. It's like yeah, I know a lot of people struggled during the pandemic. We were fine. No, No, we were lucky. We We were lucky.
2: We were blessed. Yeah. It's just weird. So, I mean, and I get his point, right. His point was, um, obviously being a cheap franchise, you lose less money, right? Because you're already not paying anybody. So you're like patting yourself on the back for being cheap. I get it. Like congrats. Just the way he worded it was poor. And also like, it's weird to brag about. It's,
0: it's a weird, no
2: one come to your games and you having a cheap franchise. That's a weird, it's a weird weird brag. So
0: it's a really weird. Yeah. It's awkward. Um, well, it tells you that you're. It's another sign of a someone who's out of touch. Um, I did find Peter uh, John Angelos started with the Orioles in 1994. Okay, so right away, that's right when isn't that that's the beginning of Camden Yards? 93, right? right? When his dad bought it. When didn't his dad buy the Orioles in '94? Is that the year? I mean, that's when Camden Yards came in '93. Right. Um, I'd have to look it up, but I believe he bought the Orioles in '94. Now. Here's the, here's the interesting part. He is 54 years old. So I'm, uh, if I'm doing the math right, that means in 94, he's 25 years old.
2: Right. All right? Probably just finished law school.
0: This is like, this is like the rich dad. And uh, what do you want as a graduation present? Oh, I want the Baltimore Orioles. Here you go. Yeah. This is, he's never had a real job. He's never built a company. And how he is the guy. So everything he said was wrong. Let's hope what he said about not having control and not making any of these decisions
2: is true. Hey, Josh, you said it was 93. You were right. Um, yeah, he was so- part of an ownership group. Yes. Do you know how much he spent to buy the Orioles? How much of his money he spent to buy the Orioles?
0: Uh, well, he owns about 77% or something like that. Um, it's now, I would say... Mm, let's say eight hundred million. Forty million dollars. No, he spent forty million dollars to buy the Orioles, and yes. now they're worth like one and eight point eight billion. Well, he
2: was part of a group that spent one hundred seventy three million, but he himself contributed forty of the one seventy three. His so yeah, forty million dollars.
0: All right, but except you're wrong in one thing. Yeah. He didn't
2: spend any money. His
0: dad spent this money.
2: Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about Peter Angelos. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Peter and stuff. Sorry, because I was gonna say John spent nothing to deserve this.
2: Right. No, Peter spent forty of his hard-earned money for asbestos or whatever. <laughs> Some people for asbestos. So he, he you no, know, but he spent forty million. But the whole group was one hundred seventy-three million, which he was the chief kind of uh, investor on that. And by the way, one hundred seventy-three million dollars, Josh, at that time in nineteen ninety-three, according to Wikipedia.com, that was the highest price paid for any sports sport franchise ever in 93, $173 million. Right. Know, Isn't it insane? It's insane.
0: Um, John Angelos doesn't know what he's doing. And John Angelos... But Josh, Josh,
2: to his credit, he, he knows that. That's why he's focused on community par- par- partnership and giving all kind of the reins all to, right. to Michael Elias.
0: All right, you want to get real? John Angelos, do you think he's really doing any of this community relationships stuff? Do you think John Angelos has anything to do with booking these concerts?
2: I think he attends the, the ribbon cuttings and yes. he goes to a meeting or two. Do you know who I
0: think makes the decisions on these concerts?
2: Who, who makes the decisions?
0: His wife. His oh, wife his owns wife? like a country music record label.
2: Yeah. His I'm
0: wife a- actually owns businesses and runs businesses. and knows. Well, how music. come his wife isn't doing the interviews? John's because... His wife was right there next to him. Yeah, I know. She's the business mind. John just happens to have this really cool venue where it's like, Hey, I got this really cool Camden yards. We can put concerts in there. Yeah. I, I I am so team Lou right now after these 35 minutes.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just so weird that you're the owner of a baseball team and your number of priority is concerts. I just can't get past it. I can't get past it. You own a baseball team and you're so pumped about your three concerts a year and that's what your whole focus is on, and you really right. don't care about the baseball don't team. Don't ask I, me about just, the Orioles
0: payroll. He ask does not deserve to own a baseball team. team. No, he does not. I am on Team sell the Orioles. Yes, that, I,
2: that's the proper side to be on. I've like, been I saying for years, the,
0: the hatred towards Peter Angelos is unfounded and un, un, unnecessary. I still stand by that. I really dislike John Angelos. Yeah. I didn't realize that we were getting a Prince.
2: Yeah. That when someone when the person who buys a team dies, the Suns should lose the team. I just I'm proclaiming oh, this right now. Like the isn't that what's going on with the CFL? Is it? I have no in,
0: idea. In the CFL, the owner of the Montreal team just died. So the league took over ownership and operation while they find a
2: new owner. Yes, that's how it should be.
0: That's how it should be. I agree. Yeah. You should oh. not be able to just pass these down.
2: Yeah, no. Again, unless it was our father who owned the team, then absolutely you can pass it down, but not Peter and John. Lou, please come on this podcast. I have so many questions now. Lou, we will give you the mic. You can
0: share your side of the story. I need Lou because I always thought, oh, Brady was this spy. Maybe Brady was just trying to do baseball things. Maybe he was a patriot. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Lou, Brady just wanted baseball. And was baseball operations and baseball-minded, maybe Lou really likes the Orioles. And maybe Lou's a baseball fan, because John ain't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh, let's switch gears a little bit. I think we've exhausted the John that's just talked for, for the year. Hopefully, that's the last interview. No, he said, I'll open the books. No, he's opening the books. Yeah, and what he says, he'll do he'll do. That's kind of just the way he is. So, I guess we'll revisit this when he opens the books. Right. That's fine.
0: Yeah, he does what he says, just not in the
2: time frames or
0: anything that he says he does.
2: Yeah. I would love to go by that philosophy anyway too. Emily says Emily asked me to 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 do the dishes. Em, I said, to do the dishes? I will do the dishes. It right. might not be today. And it it might, might not be not tomorrow. Be, and it might like, not I will be do old, those though. dishes at some point.
0: You might, and it might be. I'll do all the dishes except the dirty ones.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll pick and choose. I'll find a loophole here. You you said the dishes. I I did a dish. You know, I I chose and did some dishes. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work in a marital relationship. That doesn't work in any partnership, Josh. It's dishonesty. No, let's sell the team. Doesn't work. All right, let's get to some hey baseball rules. There's baseball will be changing this year. There are some
0: pretty big, significant rules.
2: All right, which
0: one do you want to discuss first?
2: Let's start with this one. Just uh, real quick on this one, your thoughts. This isn't a rule change. This is a, I guess, something that was temporary, is not so temporary anymore. Running on the second base to start extra innings. Your thoughts. Like it or hate it? I, I. Oh, I Josh, that, don't, don't, don't go, uh, you start with all right. This was supposed to be a simple question. No, no, right, fine. You're like, no, don't like you give me this question, all right. I'm going to sit here for simple. five minutes. This is, or this is the quick sure. rule. Well, okay, I love on. it. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It
0: brings small ball. It makes the importance of small ball. And that guy's just swinging for the fence. And it brings excitement immediately as soon as you get to extra innings. Yes, I have fond memories of watching 15, 17 inning games. You and I care about those. Most people don't. I love that as soon as we get into extra innings, it's like turn that game on. Something exciting is about to happen. Love it. Okay.
2: I hate it. I think you've gotten to the point of extra innings, the kind of the most tense point of the game. If you stay this long, you're already a diehard fan, so I don't need to worry about losing fans. And all of a sudden, once the game kind of that most important point, you go gimmicky. You go yeah. gimmicky. It but devalues the regu- the regular season with some gimmicky thing that happens no, in awesome. innings. And you know, Josh, you know it's not right because in the playoffs it's gone again because they know it's gimmicky. That's no, why they not, take it away in the playoffs.
0: It's not gimmicky. It doesn't devalue the playoff the play because what it does is it allows your bullpen and your team to stay in. A lot of times, if you're going to those 15 innings, the off the guys in the office are having to. Call Norfolk and find someone to come up and fill in your bullpen without even talking to Brandon Hyde or your bullpen guys because they're busy managing that game. And suddenly it's one in the morning and you're going in and telling Brandon Hyde, uh, "So and so is on a plane on their way up, and so this is the other guy. Which one do you want?" Yeah,
2: Josh, you know why? Because uh, baseball players, I'm sorry, I'll say it, have gotten soft. Oh, I can't throw more than one inning, or no. it might hurt my arm. You baseball. can throw two innings, dude. You can baseball. throw three innings. Take one for the team, throw five innings. This is also why they're getting rid of no. those pitchers, those dumb players, actually throwing innings. Thank goodness they're getting rid of that r- r- rule too because they're saying, hey, baseball players, you have four, 13 pitchers? You actually have to pitch more than one inning. Suck it up.
0: No, baseball players are not soft. Ownership values the their money, and it's about money, and every player, they see players as dollar signs, not people.
2: Oh, Grayson, you can't throw more than three innings because of your little you tender think- arm. Do you think Grayson, you, do you think Jim Grayson's Palmer would go out there and throw three
0: innings? No, Jim Palmer will go pitch now and not give up a ground slam, yeah, but, and then throw a complete game. He's not yeah. getting pulled out, no, that's not, but that's not John, that's not Grayson that's worried
2: about his arm, it's other people, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Everyone has gotten soft, and yeah, p- sure. pitchers need to throw more than one inning. I'm sorry, I'll give you that, I'll they give you that.
0: That's fine, but I, I do
2: like the excitement. We mentioned, I just mentioned real quick, this was I just remember this, I wasn't gonna talk about it, but they. Change that position players can't pitch yeah. unless specifically happens they get to be up by eight runs or something. Right. Um, I, which I'm happy about. I think the position players pitching, it was too much of it, and it was silly, it's, and it, it wasn't even novel anymore. It just became dumb. And you know right. I hate it when these great athletes who I know can throw, every major leaguer can throw 70 miles per hour. They can. But you had Stevie Wilkerson going up there throwing 20-mile-per-hour softball pitches. It was dumb. I hated it, and I'm yeah, glad they're, they're getting rid of it. When you when you had to have Chris Davis coming in the eighteenth inning,
0: that was a cool that was novelty. Yeah, it you never see into it. yeah a manager's game in the system and being like, Oh, this game's out of hand. I'm not we're not gonna win. Let me put yeah. so and so out there. And i we're like down that. by five runs
2: in the ninth, let me throw in someone. Right. right. Like so I
0: cool. want I want Chris I want a, a position player out there pitching because all my arms are dead, not yeah. because I'm
2: saving guys for tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, it also adds, I think, an element to to the strategy of of when to use pitchers. It's part of the game. You have plenty of relievers out there. Come on now. Correct. It also maybe, I think, increases the value of bullpen guys who can throw two, three, four innings.
0: Which, again, goes back to your point. They all can.
2: Yeah. Suck it up, Buttercup. Um, All right. But some of the major roles um josh let's let's start with i think the one that will have probably the most profound effect on the game right and that's the pitch clock um there is yeah. a 30 second timer between batters and a 15 second timer between each pitch um with the bases empty 20 seconds when there's a runner on base uh josh they feel like this will speed up the game and reduce the overall increase the pace of game and reduce the overall time it takes to play a game josh how do you feel about the pitch clock rules and what effects I, it will have on the game and on the
0: Orioles. I don't know. I don't think it'll have that much in effect. I guess it will a little bit. I do say, I mean, there's, you don't need 15 seconds to tighten your batting gloves. Your batting gloves don't magically loose on your swing. So I'll say, they, I know there's some mental stuff going in there. And I know sometimes there's pitcher, catcher confusion going back and forth. But with Pitchcom, it takes out that excuse. So, yeah, I have no problem with it. All right, keep the game moving fast. I don't know. I haven't seen the math. It's not going to save a ton of time, but
2: it's something. They project it'll save um well they when they did it with the minor in the minor leagues, it saved an average of 25 minutes per game. That right. sounds so pretty significant.
0: Which is pretty that is significant. But what I think it does more is it, it it is speeds up individuals. So if you turn on the game at any point, you're seeing a throw. Yeah. You're not seeing guys stand around.
2: Yeah, I think it's a hundred percent the right move to do. Pitchers taking way too long. Like, just let's go play baseball. It's going to make the game more entertaining. And and listen, I go a lot of minor My, league games, and the minor league game is more entertaining because like you can't look away because there's always another pitch coming. Right. Um, the majors have gotten silly with how long they take between pitches. So I think this is a great thing for the game. I think advantage a little bit hitters because pitchers have less time kind of to rest between pitches. Um, but yeah, i do not. I don't know if the Orioles will benefit from it or not. But I think it's good for baseball and good for fans. Next, pitch in, uh, next rule change we can talk about is uh, how about the, the shifts? There's no more shifting allowed. I guess the technical rule is that a defensive team must have four players within the outer boundary of the infield and two infielders on either side of second base. Yes. You can't have three infielders on one side of second base. Yeah. But, but, but what we know about baseball – is
0: people like to talk about the unwritten rules of baseball. But what what unwritten rules of baseball really mean is baseball loves their loopholes. And baseball is going to find loopholes around this. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see like the left fielder come over and play short fielder.
2: Yes. What you cannot do, and they came out explicitly saying, you cannot, once the pitch is thrown, run over to the other side of second base. You cannot do that. Right, right. That would be a violation. Yeah. But you can move a left fielder over the You can move your outfielders in because the – Yeah, there's no rules in the outfield. The yeah. So I think I think you'll see a little bit of that. But that would mean you would have to – what? Do you bring the third baseman and shift him over into the outfield? You play the third baseman deep. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be interesting to see. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, I think it is, Josh, advantage
0: Orioles. I, yeah, I think it's advantage Orioles. Um, plus, Chris Davis can now start his return.
2: Yeah. Advantage of is because Chris Davis is still under contract. He came out of retirement, and play. we're still paying him anyway. The other advantage is because of the wall in right in our left field, we are prioritized left-handed hitters. Left-handed hitters uh, traditionally have gotten burned by the shift. Yes. Unfortunately, the guy who shifted the most, Runico Odor, is no longer on the team. But I think he's still a free agent, so maybe we can still yeah, make still that reunion happen. Um, but but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a good thing for Orioles too, Josh. On the defensive aspect, because this means that all of a sudden balls ball is up the middle or whatever, you, you, range becomes more important because you can't stack people, so range becomes more important. And we have maybe the rangiest infield in baseball yeah. when you have Gunner and are, Mateo out there. Yeah, the Orioles
0: this year are really built on defense. And speed. And, uh, speed in the outfield and, and range in the
2: infield. Oh, speed so in the infield. Gunner and Mateo are right. two of the fastest right. infields in, in baseball.
0: Yeah, but we're built. We're really built on defense and speed and range, and that's yeah. So that's definitely win Orioles.
2: Yeah. Speaking of speed and win Orioles, the other rule, major rule change, is the size of the uh, the bigger bases. So we're going from they used to be 15 inches. Now they're um, on each side. Now they're 18 on each side. Yeah. So I haven't gone out there with a tape measure, but if, if I'm doing the math right. That means that from first base to second base is now six inches shorter, right? That's not true because it's still center to center, and the center to center is the same. Yeah, but if center to center is the same, then it's still... Well, so you don't get both inch sides. All right, okay, so you're
0: saying three inches. Right. So I get an inch and a half on each end, so I'm getting three inches. That's what I think
2: it is, yeah. All right.
0: Well, three inches is a big difference when a lot of times when you get tagged out in a steal is when you're sliding and they get that glove in to block you.
1: So they can still inches,
0: block you. They can still block you, but three inches means you can get the, your hand in there before that glove comes down.
2: Yeah.
0: So those bang-bang plays now all of a sudden all go to the runner. So how many bases
2: is Cedric Mullins stealing this year?
0: Uh, last season, what did he have, 33?
2: Uh, he I mean, a- two years ago he was a 30 for 30. Last year, I think he was over 30. I don't
0: know I the think, top of my head. Uh, I'm gonna say 45. I should know this, but because I just made a prediction. Yeah, he's still 34 last year. Yeah, he had 34. I'm saying he hits 45 this year.
2: Okay. I, I, I wonder. What do you I mean? Saying my saying? biggest issue with stealing bases is I always hate it when they when they slide the second and their foot kicks up uh, because of you know force and it bounces right. off second base and then they tag them. And their foot was off second base for half an inch, yeah, uh, for half a second, um, and so they they call them out. I always hate that. They could find a way to like not have the foot bounce off the base like Mag- that. That'd be magnets, great. Really Something like magnets, really like that. Yeah. Um. um but but I, I don't. I go back and forth. I think on the on the other hand, I think yeah yeah, it, it might, might not make any difference at all. I don't but think it,
0: it. Does it? Bring, it's supposed to be safer, and I don't really know how it brings safety into it because it's not the double
2: bag you use in softball. They said injuries were reduced by 13% in the miners when they instituted these bigger bags. Right. I don't know what that means. And, how much, were,
0: and how much were stolen bases
2: in, increased? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that stat. Yes, I, Because
0: they probably don't really have that stat. It
2: says, um, here here we go. Josh, it says the success rate on steel attempts in the miners with a bigger base increased between 1% and 2%. So not much a percentage increase. Not much.
0: I think... Because of the bigger bases and because of the bigger bases being new, at least at the beginning of the season, we're going to see teams being a lot more aggressive on the base paths. Because even if if it's just the mental aspects of having that three inches less.
2: Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Here's what Yeah. I'm bad at math. It says the bigger bases reduce the space between home and first by three inches and between first and second by four and a half inches. But it doesn't affect the sacred ninety feet between bases because it's never been ninety feet between bases. The measure from home plate is to the back of the corner of the corner base, and the measurement from the corner bases is to the center of second base that's unchanged. But you're right. So from first base to home, three inches less, and from first to second, four and a half inches less.
0: Yeah. See, and that is every so. That's, play, that's 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 yeah. every play that you've seen a replay of. Yeah. Every play that they review is now going to the runner.
2: But it says that it only increased the seal percentage by 1% or 2%. Uh, you, can't,
0: you can't figure that out. Maybe, maybe they had a slow class of the minor leaguers. There's a
2: lot of uh, – I mean, Adley Ratchman was catching some of that year, so he's throwing right. everybody out. So that, exactly. you to take that into account. Exactly. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how
0: the numbers go. But, yeah, I expect them to be aggressive because of that.
2: But also, advantage Orioles because – Speed. I mean, just base running in general, home plate to first, infield hits – Will Mullins bunt more? Will Mateo bunt more um, Then when you run? Even doubles, right? We got that huge wall and left field, a lot of speed. Um, doubles and triples. Mateo loves to hit triples. Will we see more doubles and more triples because of this as well? Um, anyway, you look at it, I think we have you know Gunner, Mullins, Mateo. Like, we got a fast team, so I think this is good for the Orioles. I agree. And everything just lining up for the Orioles. What's the,
0: what's the next rule? That's it. That's all I got. Well, the final rule is the division changes 16 games instead of 19 games or whatever. Six or 13 games instead of 19 games against
2: your division. Oh, the schedule. Yeah. The yeah. Schedule. We talked about the them before. Change. Huge advantage Orioles.
0: Huge advantage Orioles. Yep.
2: Yeah. The other thing is, I mean, just, just throwing these other rule changes. Um, I haven't seen this talked about a lot, but you can only throw, uh, you can only do two pickoffs attempts. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that. And on the third pickoff attempt, um, it's a balk unless you get the runner out. <laughs> right. So it's it's so they're saying yeah two freebies and the third one it, it's it yeah you better get it or it's a free base. And that's I don't I don't, I, I don't know if that out. will change the game at all really.
0: No, but it's I don't know it's trying to keep. It's weird because I'd say all right well if I'm on that third if I've already got two it's to stop the runner from if there's two throws to me okay now I can walk all the way to second base because they can't pick me off. But they can. But now they, they can as long as they get you out. As long as they get you out. So what do you do? Take an extra step? Step and a half? You take a little yeah. bit after that. You're going to take a little bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it'll like make players try to kind of cause throws, like troll the pitcher to throw over there. And maybe actually the more pick-offs. pick, 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 pick offs. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think it's going to end up being a really big deal because I don't think most players throw over there a ton anyway. But it might give the pitcher something else to think about when Mateo is running. Um, right. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be interesting to see how that plays out as well. I think I like the rule, but I want to see it play out a little bit. I mean, it's to prevent a pitcher just thrown over to first base yeah. five, six, seven times.
0: It's all to get these games down to two and a half hours
2: and increase the excitement, right? Because they want more base stealing, they want more singles right. and doubles and triples. Like they want more of that. Yes. And and all these rules kind of encourage that stuff. Right. Without doing anything drastic, like changing the pitchers mount or something. Right. So, yeah, I think it's all good.
0: I'm on board with all of it.
2: Good. Me too. I I have some questions about the runner on second, depending on when you ask me. I think the shift is, I was team band shift long before it was, you know, cool to do. Um, and I, I love base running and steals. So I'm, I'm a fan of the bigger base. I think that's exciting parts of baseball. Um, yeah. I Now, I, the next rule is I think they should make the wave mandatory at every stadium in every game around the eighth inning of close games. I think they should make the wave mandatory. And they do that rule, and I'd be happy with all the rules of baseball. So, uh, yeah, sure. I'm yeah.
0: not, even gonna, not even not even a point to touch the wave right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll right, right. we'll let you
2: have that one. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
0: I do want to talk about Masson only carrying three Oreo games. Well,
2: four, four, Josh. Last year was three. They've
0: upped it to four this year. One of them is being broadcast by the Red Sox team, and they're just rebroadcasting it. So, can you really say four if your team if you don't provide
2: the cameramen or the announcers? Josh, you want to hear the quote? Sure. From John Angel about Masson. Let's end it with John Angelos. We started with here. Let's go full circle and end with John. He said about Masson. He said there are networks. There are networks that do great number, greater numbers than we do, uh, of spring training games. Spring training. Yeah. Spring training games. It is a business decision, a judgment call. It doesn't mean, by the way, that I know that the way we do it is right. Spring training games are relatively low rated games. They're very low rated. Yeah. Most of them are in the afternoons on weekdays. The only professional sport that's really still doing anything on the afternoons and weekdays is probably horse racing. It's a tough putt. It doesn't mean you should or shouldn't, but it's a hard to make it pay. So Josh, the reason he doesn't do spring training games is because he doesn't want to pay Jim Palmer and Kevin
0: Brown? Is that no, serious? those guys do not have to do it. You can give Dan Connolly 50 bucks to do
2: it. So why, do, can, why don't they can, do it? What because, What's so expensive uh, about spring training look, games?
0: I'll be honest. I understand that there's six cameramen and a producer and a producer back in Baltimore. So there's three producers. I don't know. There's a team of, let's say, 25 people to put this together. I get it. And I know it's cheaper to replay World Series of Poker. But you own the team. You own the broadcast rights. You want more people to care about the Orioles? Have the Orioles on that channel 24-7. Have it. If I flip by Masson, it's showing either a spring training game all right. So people don't watch spring game, training games at night. Replay it in the or during the day. Replay it at night. Let me come home from work, flip on Masson, and have the Orioles in the background. No matter what time I turn it on, play the spring training games. Play the real games. Play uh, throwback games. I don't care what. Do doc, Do your own uh, spring training report. Do anything you can. We talk all about uh, about. Teams needing to do better at social media. You own a TV station. Fill the thing up. Flood the thing up with Orioles so that when people flip by, it shows Orioles. If you had Masson broadcasting Orioles all the time, you know how many restaurants, gas stations, gyms, hotels would be broadcasting Masson in their lobbies nonstop because it's cool—something cool to have in the background rather than poker. Or yeah, what's racing. going on? You on own the station. You own the station. It all come it doesn't matter what you say, you own the station. You don't even need broadcasters. You could put on and use the radio broadcasters. You could go on and say, "Hey, we're it's it's spring training." It has called games it. before.
2: Let's see Molesky call it. He'll spring do it for nothing, yeah.
0: You could have um Spring training, you can have anyone you want in there. You can have so you've got the minor league guys. Have them come in and broadcast it. You get you bird's eye up. view.
2: Go down there and broadcast for free.
0: Right, Yeah, right we we'll, we can go down and broadcast for free. Uh, Pay for my flight. You can have just the games of the the sounds of the game, and just put
2: mics out on the field. Josh, this I know very much. Can- this sounds like the saying I just came up with it. It's called a. Petty-wise, a pound foolish. It seems like they're being trying to save a penny, there's, but it's going to end up costing them a lot more, like goodwill towards their fans yeah, and the, the attracting phrase, more fans to the game just to save a penny. A phrase, seems kind there's of a
0: phrase down here I hear all the time that is stepping up a dirty dollar to pick up a clean penny.
1: Ooh, okay. I get, okay. I get
0: that spring training's not fancy and not whatever. But you cover that station in Orioles gear, you forget Masson 1 and Masson 2, and you make Masson BAL and Masson Washington. You forget that you somehow we have to do this 50-50 split where whatever we give the Orioles, we have to give the Nationals. Forget all that. And make Masson BAL and do Orioles 24-7, and the fans will come around. The fans will come back to the stadium. Everything goes up. If you invest in the team, you invest in the team on the field, you invest in the broadcast, you invest in the streaming
2: and it all helps the big business. Yeah. But I mean, you don't have an owner who seems to be very interested in that Josh. Unfortunately. Yeah,
0: I know. Again, I don't, you know what I like about the NFL? The NFL owns the rights to stream all their games. They then sell them to stations that they want. Major league baseball, and I'm going to go through this in a little more detail on a daily later this week. Uh, Bally Sports went out of business or is about to go out of business. And there's a lot of questions because they own this, They own the broadcast rights of 15 Major League Baseball teams. Mm. And Major League Baseball has already came out and said, hey, we'll t- we're going to take care of getting, short, getting all the broadcasts for those so you won't miss them. Unfortunately, Madison doesn't fall in line with that because I'd rather Major League Baseball I think part but you of it is headed that, Valley, that way. I think that what it's heading towards is Bally Sports going away, Major League Baseball try to own all the rights, and blackouts finally going away from these streaming apps. That would be good for baseball. But I think right now, John Angelos and Masson is in our
2: way. Yeah, just another reason to hate John Angelos. Love it. Not, I mean, well, it, it's,
0: full, it's full circle I right, hate for John Angeles
2: yeah enjoy those spring, three spring training games uh, uh, yeah. I mean how come they broadcast every game I mean I'm sure that's expensive to broadcast every game that they do maybe they should just broadcast you know half the whole yeah, games
0: you're right maybe Masson should just broadcast weekend games
2: yeah just weekend games just do, weekend. do like the NBC thing just do like once every Friday have a special Friday yeah. game
0: exactly I and save money and then
2: I, do poker and, and this is
0: where maybe Major League Baseball should come in and say, hey, Apple, Amazon, we'll give you the rights to all spring training games.
2: Because yeah, our yeah. owners if, don't want it. If you don't want to do it, that's we'll, true, too, that Josh. If you don't want to do it. give it to someone else to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, John, if you're paying attention, and since Lou hasn't accepted the offer yet to come on, John, you're welcome to come on. You're also welcome to give us the rights to go broadcast these games. Yeah. I will go down with my cell
2: phone. We'll stream them on 336.com. We'll stream them yeah, yeah. on
0: section 336.com. Um, and we'll cover all the spring training games for you. Just give me the rights.
2: At no cost to you. That's no right. cost.
0: I'll, I'll pick up all the costs to stream on our site. It'll be all through StreamYard
2: like this. Win-win. But uh, the Orioles get to broadcast their games, and yep. they don't cost them money. Win-win.
0: Yep. Hey, it's like everything we do. The The Orioles don't do a good job with their podcasting session 336 steps up they don't do a good job
2: with their though we were doing the podcasting years before they were ever doing the podcast correct well
0: but we were doing it because they weren't doing a good job with their broadcasts
2: right
0: and their radio talk shows
2: the radio talk shows yeah terrible. so that's where we came up yeah
0: i got frustrated with their merch and their merch sucks but sports is stepping up yeah john we're ready to step up and handle these spring training broadcasts for you yeah
2: all right you you heard it here first john Email Josh. You can tweet him. I know you're on Twitter, John. Just send him a tweet. I, yeah. Just going over to Birdland Sports and buy that the next Tampa shirt. Yeah, that's, that's a cool there. shirt, Josh. I no, don't know if anyone's wearing. It. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's buying that shirt. <laughs> I
0: hope that shirt never sells. Yeah, that yeah. shirt is up there for one person only, John Angelos.
2: Yeah, maybe I, he'll buy
0: it. He'll buy it and wear it. Right. Well, what would you do if him. he bought
2: it and wore it to his next, next press conference? <laughs> that's
0: great. Good for him. Uh, I do have Orioles that are excited to to wear my gear, as I got Felix Batista sent a picture of wearing his shirt, which is, you got to admit, it's pretty cool.
2: That's pretty cool. I'm surprised you sold shirts big enough to fit him, to fit the mountain. So that, that's pretty cool to see Felix Batista in that shirt. Yeah.
0: No, that was cool. And then uh, I had two different guys. Um, uh, can I, I – I think I can say they work in the clubhouse uh-huh. and messaged me. Purchasing many, many shirts because they say my stuff is way cooler than the official Orioles gear that's being handed to
2: them. Oh, nice. I, I hope you up the price them for them because they can probably afford it,
0: those players. No, this was clubhouse guys, not players. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so uh, but I did, yeah, right clubhouse before this, cool. I got a message from Nick Vespi about wanting a shirt. Okay. So he wants a shirt of him on a Vespa. So right. I'll be sending that his Josh way can get that down to here. All
2: right. So very cool, which well, as you yeah. keep on doing your thing over there, Birdland yeah, Sports. Keep,
0: keep checking out Birdland Sports, and uh, thanks for the support over there. It's been pretty awesome to see Orioles fan come around and support me there. Very. Good. Hey, and guess where? Guess where I'm at tomorrow morning. I have no idea where tomorrow morning. I'm on the Locked On Orioles podcast. Oh, nice. Good. Doing, you know, baseball season's coming up, so I'm visiting other shows. What's
2: so, What's on What's on tap? What's Do you know uh, you have a top conversation? Oh yeah, it's already been recorded. Okay, what are so, you guys yeah, talking about?
0: Tomorrow morning, we're going to talk about the outfield situation. And no, how, John Angelos talk? No, no, John Angelos talk
2: over there. Okay, just the uh,
0: we, We're going to talk about how Stowers and McKenna kind of fit into this
2: outfield. All right. We didn't talk about any Orioles players. This is the first uh, time we mentioned any world players' names. No, we'll get to
0: it. <laughs> it. Is Is this the first time we mentioned? Well, we, we talked about know.
2: stolen bases and Mullins and. All right, bit, But yeah, yeah, right. we really didn't talk about That's funny. Students, We have plenty uh, of. There's a long spring training ahead yeah, of us. Yeah, we'll
0: get we'll get to, uh, pictures, uh A position player showed up today.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is he, like my seniors when it hits to be like, uh when it hits to be like March, and every senior has senioritis, and you're like, dudes. It's March. We still have like three months. Everyone, right. calm down. Right, right, This is how we are with O's fans. Like we just want the season to start tomorrow. Did you, did you like the Oreo fans that were frustrated that Jordan
0: Westbrook was the only person not to report early? Yeah, sh- shut up. You don't penalize
2: guys for not reporting early. Shut did up. Do you
0: show up to work early? I mean, like no,
2: no. And who
0: knows what he was doing in, with that time?
2: Though I remember at Mercer, I showed up here my first day. You know, the day I was contracted supposed to show up on my first day. Literally only person in the office <laughs> no was there that day. Because it's still in the summer. Everyone's yeah. working from home. I'm I'm like the one loser actually in his office. Like, what is this newbie doing?
1: Uh, so
2: no, I don't I don't hate on Jordan for not showing up. No, me I, I think it. it's hilarious. Yeah. So,
0: but I do find it but I'm also but I'm also torn where I'm also the kind of Oriole fan that gets excited that
2: and like, says, oh, these players care because they're there early. Yeah. But I mean again, this is Everyone's got their little home gym they're working at. You know, Tyler Wells has his place he's working at. Like, right, exactly. you. Like, everyone's got their own little complex they're working at. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. No, but nice to see photos come out this week. Yeah. It's always good to see pictures. Um, especially pictures of John Angelos rocking that white polo. He's looking good. No,
0: no. I like the pictures of Brandon Hyde walking around with the fungo. Yeah. yeah that's what that's what excites me is, is Brandon Hyde.
2: Mm. I enjoyed some good uh, fungo ball with buck show watcher too i know I'm, yeah, exactly. i know i'm so nuts i feel like i'm cheating on the Orioles every time i smile watching buck <laughs> hit the ball around two mets I players i feel a little bit like like i'm cheating but i still enjoy that i know um i don't get the uh i don't
0: get the fit the fit photos that are all over you know let's see what the orioles are wearing coming into their camp Oh yeah, yeah. I, what is that too? What is that? I don't know. I guess it's a. Younger, I guess it's that's a young like an NFL thing, right? Exactly. It's like um, an NBA thing, even. But right. Yeah, like, feels weird I do baseball. I'm not into that, especially when I know you have to change into Orioles gear to go out in the field. Yeah. And now, now, if tomorrow the fit is people wearing Birdland Sports, <laughs> it's going to be all over there. your Twitter. Then I'm all good, and it's all over my
2: Twitter, and I'm yeah. a fan of the fit. Yeah. I agree. So. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to another episode. We'll be back next Monday. Josh, are we streaming this? Is this uh We're not streaming it. All right. No. No, I figure we'll stream in a few weeks. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, you can follow us uh, our dailies every single day. Just subscribe to section36.com. Monday se- through Friday. Subscribe on Apple. Every Monday through Friday. Yeah, we take the weekends off. Yeah, every day. That's what people say every day. They mean Monday through Friday. Do they? Yes, they do. I think that's
0: every weekday, but okay. Do you go
2: to work every day. I feel like you go to work every day. And do you mean Monday through Friday? All right. Um, uh,
0: did I tell you? Hold on. I know you're closing the show.
2: Yes, please. Let
0: me close the show. I'm going to go to bed.
2: I had a four year old I... birthday party today. I'm tired.
0: No, but I don't think I told you. All right. Another kid quit the Little League team. Oh, <laughs> what do you know? to eight? <laughs> you have eight guys now? Uh, or eight boys and girls now? Yeah, we got a new guy on Saturday, so we're back up to 10 at the current Oh,
2: number. what was the reason for this guy? Um, uh, Did he just, quit the league or just drop off your team? He, he quit the league. He quit. the Oh, league, he made but, him um, quit baseball. No, Josh, he, 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 people he, are hating baseball because of what you're doing to them. He, he couldn't
0: focus. He was hitting players with bats. Oh, this he is really, the guy that was chucking things into the, into the he forest? He was chucking things into the forest. Huh? Oh, so, so that's probably good riddance, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't Unless know if update you on that, but got a new kid. Did our first, had a scrimmage this past week.
2: That, kid, no, that new kid was pulled from a real team. He's probably so pissed. No, no, no. This new kid was a waitlist kid. Oh, there's waitlist? We like didn't, how did you do yeah. a This is literally. I guess because
0: they signed up, up late a maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. But um, our first game is on Saturday. Oh, nice. So we'll see how that goes. You have your
2: lineup ready? Josh, uh, I did not. you tell players no one can get sick, no one can get Yes, eight. I did. <laughs> late? Yes, I, <laughs> like I said everyone no has to be, be here.
0: I told the parents everyone no one can be late, no one can be sick. Everyone's got to play. We've got one bench spot. Yeah. And and I oh, and I said everybody pitches. Because there's pitch limits and rules and stuff for 9-year-olds. Mm. So if I play two games in like 3 days, I need like six <coughs> pitchers or something. Mm. So I said everybody's pitching.
2: That could be interesting. It could it will be a be
0: real disaster. So I'm sorry to stop us from getting out of here, but I needed yeah. to share that. news. No, out. I
2: appreciate it. Anytime someone drops off your team, I want to hear about it.
0: I, I, I appreciate that update.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it better be. All right, boys and girls, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at section three, three, six. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka and at Birdland Sports. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Oaks. Sell the team.